Hello, welcome back to This Revolutionary Life. I'm Jen. And I am Ken. And uh, we, have a, we have a big show for you today. Yeah, we're on uh, episode 11. We are fully relishing in the fact that we are now in double digits for episodes. This is phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. A lot of people said it couldn't be done. So episode 11, and we have a special episode today. And so Jen, why don't you tell us what today's episode is about? Today is going to be a potpourri episode. Yes. A little of this and a little of that. Yes. We're going we're gonna to dabble. So we have combed through the extensive Holistic Revolution archives of emails and conversations and people asking us questions um, when we're out and about because we constantly have Holistic Revolution swag on so people always stop us and ask us questions. Uh, kind of like a, more so than what is that? Yeah, kind of. Well, we're kind of like local celebrities, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I would not say. So we've taken, uh, I think maybe seven or eight. Maybe don't hold me to that. Maybe ten of these commonly asked questions. Yeah, so, we we just started compiling a list, little little by little. So some days it'll be more, some days it's a little less. We're just gonna. I think grab off the top and see where it takes us, and we may not get through a whole list. We, you know, maybe we'll just, we'll just randomly throw in these little, little potpourri episodes. Yeah, we're just gonna see, we're just gonna see where it goes. So a lot of today's questions uh, that I have taken the liberty to compile have are on training, and and some are on well, rightfully so, and some are on nutrition. Okay, so people are gonna ask us questions. It's gonna be yeah, you know, training so that, and nutrition based. That's so. the that's that's the bread and butter for and and that's. Whether you like it or not, that's what most people, um, that's where their mind space is at. So well, we hey, but we have lots of opinions. So if you want to know something about, you know. <laughs> about anything, just ask. Yeah. Yeah. So so the first question, Jen, I have here, and uh, I'm going to omit the names and places of people, uh, of where these, who these people are and where they're from. Okay. So. Anonymous. So Anonymous writes, if you only had one movement to do on a deserted island, what movement would that be? <laughs> so that's pretty Because if I'm stranded on a deserted island, I'm probably worried about training. Yes, or... <laughs> well, that's the first thing I'd be thinking about is, man, how am I going to get a workout in? Man, I got to be beach, <laughs> beach ready. <laughs> yep, for, for the rescue. I'm going to live on a beach. Yeah, I can't be looking all sloppy when they come to rescue me. Um, okay. Okay, so Fair do you, you want to take that first or do you want me to answer it first? Because I already know what I'm going to say. Because I have. Because you've had time to think I've about it. I've had time to think about this, yes. These are probably things that you just think about randomly. <laughs> where yeah, because I, I always because you know me, I always like to be prepared. So I got to be prepared mentally. It's like okay, well, if I do end up on this island, what am I gonna do? I'm, okay, uh, go ahead. Go I'm up. gonna say okay. So let's assume a couple things here. Okay, I'm gonna assume because the person in this question didn't say that you're relegated to any one piece of equipment. Like let's say like you ended up on a desert okay, island. Well, if you're has on it, a deserted island, it doesn't have a squat rack. Well, in but if, so we're gonna we're gonna assume. Uh, I let's always, assume you don't have any equipment. You're actually on a deserted island, which deserted to me would mean there's nothing there. Okay, so I'm gonna answer this. So I'm gonna answer this two ways. Okay, if there was no equipment available whatsoever, my answer would either be 
a burpee or a pull-up. And if there was a barbell available, if I had scavenged a barbell off the seashore, one washed up. driftwood? Yes, one washed up on the shore, then it would be uh, a snatch grip deadlift would be my answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that would be um, my answer. I, I, would, I would also say if I had no equipment, I was going to say burpee. I think that's, I mean, that's, that's the suck move of all, right? And that's because it's hard. Yeah. And it works a lot of stuff all at one time. Correct. So I, I was going to go burpee also. Um, if I did have equipment, I would, I would also choose a deadlift. I don't know that I would specify snatch grip specifically. Um, I, I would just go, I would just go deadlift in general because there's a lot of different things you can do with that if you you know, found the perfect piece of driftwood and you were deadlifting on the beach. Or if like a cargo ship full of equipment from Rogue Fitness capsized and all of it washed up <laughs> on the shore, you'd have any plethora of barbells to I choose mean, I'm from. sure iron would fall to the bottom of the sea. It wouldn't <laughs> yeah. float to your island, but <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, whatever. Maybe you're right. <laughs> but and now, so let me clarify very quickly. The reason why I say the snatch grip in particular is because the hand placement being out super wide of all the deadlift variations, I feel like without any extra gimmickry involved, like uh, on a deficit, mm -hmm. like we use a lot at the facility, we use a lot of, we use a lot of, we do a lot of deficit deadlifting off of one mat, two mats, four mats, six mats, you know, all different height varieties. So it makes the pull longer. And then by having your hands out super far in that snatch grip position, you have to get even lower so it's like doing oh, it off a de yeah, yeah, doing it off a deficit is like a double whammo for your lower back and your glutes and your hamstrings. And then of course, implementing a grip challenge. Now you got the forearm, you know, the, your whole body. So again, whether right. it's burpee or pull up, which is like the the upper body's version of a squat. I mean, it's just very very high impact, high 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 bang for your buck. The deadlift, I would agree with you. I was a little bit more specific. But I think the deadlift is probably a movement that in the real world you can get the most out of the least and it has the most carryover. Well, that's exactly why I would choose it. it. It has so much carryover. I mean, it's hitting lower body, upper body, depending on your grip and your, you know, the level of bar to foot placement or your hand placement. I mean, you can change, you can change up so much with just such little changes that... For me, that's probably the most versatile, beneficial Okay, move. so we kind of agreed with each other on that. Okay, good. Um, this kind of along the same lines, favorite specialty bar. Hey guys, what is your favorite specialty bar of all the specialty bars you have at the Holistic Revolution? Thank you, Anonymous, because we do have a lot of specialty bars and we pride ourselves on having lots of different equipment that no one else has, so thanks for noticing. What's your favorite specialty bar, Jen? Um, for everyday, day-to-day -day use specialty bar, I, I'm gonna go safety squat bar. Wow, you took my answer. I think the safety squat bar is very, very, very. I mean, let's look at it. Squatting. If you've got upper back problems you start squatting with the safety squat bar, having to hold that bar on your back, it's wanting to round you forward cervically. It's gonna be a tremendous benefit to you there. Then we gotta talk about 
we've doing a lot we've been doing a lot of experiment experimenting with just walking with it on our back. Yep. Phenomenal for your traps, abs, low back. Awesome. And then also using it in upper body movements like uh, a JM press. Okay. Okay, like how um when we had Laura Phelps come to the facility, she showed us all those variations using it for for a triceps extension, a different kind of triceps extension. I think it's phenomenal. I I I personally think that that bar has like I don't know, it just it probably speaks to our weaknesses <laughs> that we get the most out of that bar. Yeah. Uh, I I like that you can you can use it in the front rack and because of the way it's weighted and the handles are you don't have to worry about necessarily it falling or you losing it when you put it on your back it stays in place um sure so for those of you that don't know the safe the safety squat bar is a bar that has two pads coming off of off of the bar that goes across your back and it has handles that are on the front of it so you're holding it instead of holding it in a traditional squat position they're, they're roughly shoulder width apart yeah, these handles you're able to hold it with a neutral grip and your hands are in front of you so as opposed to up on the side holding the bar next to your shoulders. Yeah, so if you have elbow issues, great for elbows, yeah, shoulders. Yeah. You can get a lot of benefit and then also as you experienced yesterday in your training session yesterday, doing shrugs with it, putting the bar on your back. That's a British thing, putting the bar on your back and then just shrugging your your shoulders up, called a high shrug. Phenomenal. So I I think it has a lot it it's all the bars that we have at the facility they have, in order to get into the holistic revolution, the bar has to be, it has to fit a specific need. Mm -hmm. So, hey, we've got a lot of people with lower back issues and, they, and they, they fall forward in the squat. Okay, they need to boost up their lower back. That's why we have a giant camber bar. Mm -hmm. all, the all the different bench bars we have. So it's gotta fit a specific need, but then also it has to be extremely versatile right. to be able to do lots of other stuff other than just like, well, it's a bar put it on your back like we do good mornings with it squatting with it like you just said walking with it mm -hmm. extensions shrugs and it's a heavy bar in its own right so yeah. you need less weight on it to start to get you know a huge benefit from it yep and then it's but also as we tell everyone i was just talking with a guy the other day about this it's it presents a unique enough challenge to where you can't compare it to normal to a normal bar right okay because of the camber on and then the hand placement and so on and so forth but it's difficult enough to where when you start to make big progress in it it makes squatting with a regular bar easy sure you look at it, it's like oh well it does it's a regular freaking bar it doesn't have a two inch camber on it it doesn't it's not 20 extra pounds it's not all these other things right. so i think that that's another it hidden it sits differently on your back yeah, that's another hidden benefit. And if you look through, uh, if you're a connoisseur of the written word and you read a lot of the old Eastern European strength manuals, they weren't big on equipment, but they were big on lots of different bars. Okay. So take that into uh, into account. So Fantastic. Favorite specialty bar. We both say safety squat bar. Okay. Now let's switch gears here and let's talk a little bit about uh, nutrition. I don't know if this person is asking like, what's one thing that, okay. So it's it. Hey guys, if you had to cut one thing out of your diet, what would it be? So I don't know okay. if that person is asking like, 
I'm going to assume that's What's for... one thing everyone should cut out of their diet? Or what's one thing that, like, we personally... Like, from a weight loss, from a yeah. health... I mean, ultimately, without any backstory, I'm going to I'm gonna always say one thing to cut out of your diet. I mean, that it, the easy thing are the things you don't like, because those are the easy things to cut out, right? Without any specifics. Okay. And then if I'm I'm going to approach this, because when I hear when I hear a question like that and that's the that's the hard part sometimes about the about emails and things like that it's like that we don't if they were in person we would have the the tone would be behind it I'd be able to look at them and I'd say oh okay they're talking about whatever right I'm going to assume that they're saying what's one thing that you should cut out of a diet like if you had one thing to cut out the easy answer on, I mean, it's a smart-ass well, answer, the, but the it's e like, well, obviously something you don't like to eat because yeah. then you don't, aren't going to miss it. Well, from your perspective, before I give you my answer, from your perspective, you got a lot of people out there. The, the research shows the average American eats between eight and the same eight and 12 foods. And consequently enough, they do the same eight to 12 exercises every freaking time well, they work out too. If you so, want to break it down to like an ingredient, like what's one one ingredient per se? I mean, my mine is hands down, it's dairy. Wow. Hands down dairy. You took my answer again. Okay. okay well, then well, my <laughs> second my second answer then is sugar. Okay. Proce processed sugar. Okay. So you so if 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 I can't have my first answer, I'll take option okay, two. Okay. So obviously, besides eating things that eating things that you gravitate towards and you like without the con the construct of isms and rules behind it. Jen, you're correct. Things you don't. So why are you eating? Because this is where we get the negative. You hate broccoli. Yeah, why is, are you forcing yourself to eat it? You yeah, hate it. You're miserable. It yeah, sucks. This is where we get the negative mindset into nutrition is because it becomes a thing about what it's it's viewed as arduous versus like there's a whole there's millions of fruits and vegetables and meats and right. fishes and all these other different things for you to try. But you you always go if it's a green vegetable, you always go to broccoli and you don't like it. Well, like that's why I, a lot of people don't like talking to us about diet and nutrition because we are advocates of find things you like to eat and eat and food. Eat, and Just eat, eat real food. Yeah. Not something packaged, not something filled with preservatives, not something fake, not sugar-laden, not personally, not dairy-laden. And we talked about this a little bit in our nutrition podcast, which you can find in our archives. Um, dairy would be one of the things. That if the, the top four to cut out. Processed sugar, white sugar, yep. uh, white flour, table salt, not sea salt, table salt, and dairy. Yeah. No, commonly known as the four white devils. Okay. Those would be any one of those four to cut out for your average person. Uh, you're going to see major, I think a major vitality boost and major health benefits from that. So if you had, I was just talking with someone, speaking of that, I was just talking with someone the other day about that where I said, you know, Having done this for a really, really long time, like as Charles Poliquin said, success leaves clues. So like I've never encountered a person, whether it was through me competing and like bodybuilding and like I'm like all these dudes are shredded, like let's just say that, and all these got girls are shredded. I never knew one person who was in like apex level shreddedness 
shredded that, for that, those of you not following means very very yeah, very low body that, fat that that drank alcohol on a consistent basis okay okay i also have never known anyone now that doesn't mean they don't exist so you're going to unicorn me in the comments or you're going to unicorn me at mm -hmm. kenneth at the holistic revolution and say well my uncle okay I'm telling you from my personal experience and my 20 plus years of being inside fitness facilities and competing and so on and so forth, I've also never known anyone, to your point about dairy, that consumed milk and dairy products on a regular basis and was really, really lean either. To bodybuilding now, standards of lean. Now, to, to, speci to specify, I, I do not consider eggs dairy. Um, personally, I, I look at dairy as... Um, like a milk-based something that's coming from like an animal um for them to sustain their babies that's my definition of dairy so you know milk cheese um not even so much butter necessarily i i, I do actually like butter as long as it's real butter um but as far as you know yogurts and and cottage cheeses and yeah, well, stuff well, like that I'm yeah. not I'm not a huge proponent of neither am I okay so we both even if it comes from an animal outside of cow I mean there's a lot of animal all mammals produce milk so I'm saying unless it's human milk it really you probably really don't need it in your diet and unless you're um you know 12 months or younger you certainly don't need it so Okay. That's that. Well, there you go. So we were both on, uh, kind of on the same page with that. Okay. All right. Next one. Hey, guys. What what are your go-to or or favorite movements? Again, some of these people, some, some of these questions are written by people that are obviously not from the United States. So there's a little bit of a translation issue here. So I'm, re I'm reading them as is. It's, as just, it's just a little bit more vague. Then. Yeah. So... What is your what is your let's say favorite movement? Do you have a favorite movement, Jen? I absolutely have a favorite movement. Okay, let's it's, hear it. It's the deadlift. Oh wow! I I I love deadlifting. You love deadlifting. Okay, it's I'm, fun. It's empowering. It's definitely a full body workout for me. I I just I enjoy it. Okay. I mean, fa favorite movement. I mean, again, without being like the smart ass of the show but again favorite movement what do you like doing that's okay. that's the favorite and movement. your favorite I mean, mo your favorite movement is deadlifting i do okay. li I, I right. enjoy like deadlifting. deadlifting okay i'm gonna go in a slightly different direction and i'm gonna say uh because i i have more mileage on me and i'm slightly more broken down than my <laughs> slightly my female co-host here uh my favorite movement is the reverse hyper i'm gonna say that the reverse hyper um the reverse hyper to me, my it's like you know, like B, C, and A, D, right? Like the time, like there's before reverse hypers and after reverse hypers. Because for many, many, many years, I was not privy to the knowledge that I have now, and I trained in commercial facilities that were uh, equipped by like either people who had no idea what the fitness industry was actually like and was just looking at it from a money-making perspective mm -hmm. or people just, just whatever they're out in outer space somewhere so I had not been exposed I had not been exposed to the reverse hyper machine from Westside Barbell and Louis Simmons until 
uh, we opened our own facility because after years and years of begging people to get one and no one would ever listen to me, I went out and bought my own. Mm -hmm. So, and then what occurred after that was a wholesale improvement in nearly everything. I've all, I've, I have had issues with my lower back and my neck, um, specifically from screwing around in gyms and doing dumb shit that I shouldn't have been doing when I was younger. And so from every time, from time to time, it, that stuff flares up, the more reverse hypers I do, and this goes for our clients too, the more reverse hypers people do, the better off they are. You could almost say a, a part B to this, because it's very, say, very hard to say just one, I would say reverse hypers and then number two or number one A would be sled work. The more sled work people do, the more reverse hypers people do, the better off they are, the stronger they are. It's just a phenomenal move. If you have a gym and you had a reverse hyper and everyone just threw their coat on it so the guy sold it, leave that. Like, you guys are on some silliness, man. Like, how many people have we referred to get those? And then you hear like, yeah, nobody used it, so we sold it at an auction. It's like, what the yeah. hell? And, we, and it's our most valuable. You could boil the Holistic Revolution down Oh, yeah. All you... the sweet stuff we have, you could boil it down to sleds and reverse hypers, Absolutely. in my personal Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. I, I just had somebody ask me this not too long ago. If, if you had to get rid of every single thing in your facility and only keep one piece of equipment, what would it be? And hands down, it's the reverse hyper. Okay. I mean, hands down. Yeah. I think they're neck and neck. I think because you can make an argument for both, but I think that they are... Um, I mean, so if you were to ask me my favorite piece of equipment, hands down, it's reverse hyper. Yeah. So favorite my, movement to, to work out and train on is a little bit different for me. I, yeah, I go like deadlift. You'd like the deadlift. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm coming from a slightly uh, older, worn out perspective. So I'm saying that like I need, I need reverse hypers. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, like it's the first thing in my mind. Okay. So, so that's good. We got through that. All right. Now we're going to get a little bit more, uh. A little bit more uh, esoteric here and a little more, more brainy. Hey guys, do you have any book recommendations on strength training? That Do you have any book recommendations for strength training? Where does somebody start? They're looking for a good book to read. What should they read? Can you think of any off the top of your head? This is a big, this is a big one. We're putting you on the spot here. Well... Yeah, I I mean, our if you've ever been to our facility or have seen pictures of our facility, our our book library is pretty extensive. Yes, we've been known to read a lot. So we, we do like the value of knowledge. Okay, so I'll take the lead on this one. Um, I'm going to say that the Bible of strength. If you're if you're serious about strength training and about getting stronger or any of the minutia that come into like writing a program or, or or from a strength perspective the science and practice of strength training is the bible well it's it, it's my, not it's not going to be a book that you cuddle up on the couch with your blanket and your dog and a cup of tea and sit and read i mean no that's, no i so i'm gonna my my vote is book recommendation start there start with the science and practice of strength training 
that that is going to give you that is a textbook just so you know yeah a lot of these are going to be a lot of these are going to be textbooks because a lot of these are eastern european or written mm -hmm. by eastern eastern european authors like uh Zadorsky and medvedez and tudor bampa and guys like this you could just very simply if you wanted to go to westside barbell's website i think it's www.westside-barbell.com or net whatever google westside barbell go to their book library Oh yeah, and, and he, just buy all the books. Yeah, because all the books written by Louis Simmons are phenomenal. All of the books that they carry there, whether it's the Russian, the Russian training manuals uh, from the Soviet Union, whether it's the physics books that they carry, uh, anything. Um, Westside Barbell Book of Methods. Book Book is of Methods. Book of Methods would probably be my my recommendation, just because it really does break down pieces and but it also assumes that you know some stuff well so, okay so then let's take a backtrack from that then they need to look at and say they need to go to Westside Barbell's website and buy the the Westside Barbell special strength manual you get the book of methods you get the special strength manual and then if you're into if you're into breaking movements down get the squat book and get the bench book mm, yes and you will have a level of knowledge that... Well, you really won't need any other books. You won't... Yeah, I mean, it's always good to read more books. You got... Um, but if you want if you want a variety of opinions and styles, I mean, you have the old school encyclopedia of bodybuilding. I yeah, mean, you can't... Yeah, that's certainly... That's a little throwback, that's but... That certainly would stand the test of time. And then any of the works by Charles Poliquin, I'm a huge fan of. So you got... Uh, German volume training, you got winning the arms race, you got Poliquin Prince. Poliquin Principles is a phenomenal book. I mean, I could tell, I'm, I'm not trying to put myself over, but I read a shitload of books uh, on this particular topic, so I could give you recommendations all day long, and yeah. then so you could just keep saying to me, hey, what's next, what's next, what's next? And I yeah, Ken is absolutely the Encyclopedia Britannica edition. Yeah. So I'm going to say, so so let's pare this down. If you're into hypertrophy and bodybuilding, I would go with Charles Poliquin's The Poliquin Principles. If you're into traditional strength and conditioning work a la sport performance or powerlifting, I would go with the books from Westside Barbell. I'd go Westside Barbell Book of Methods, Special Strengths Book. Then if you wanted to get even more esoteric, I'd go into the Russian manuals. The Russian manuals are hard to read, though, for Americans because they're translated, so it's a little wonky. Right. It's a hard read. So then there's that. Then if you're into Olympic lifting, I would go with Louis Simmons's Olympic lifting book, or I would go with Olympic lifting the Chinese way from Jinping Ma of Ma Strength, which I think you can find him on Instagram at Ma, M-A, Strength. Uh, I would go with that Olympic lifting book. So there's something for everybody. There you go. See? We're answering questions for everybody. <laughs> right there. All right? So there's our book recommendations. Okay. This is one you're passionate about, Jen. Because you're always yelling at me because you say my music sucks. Uh, favorite music to lift to or work out to? What's your favorite music? What, what, what gets you all amped up? What do you like? What do you like to train to? Well, that could be two, twofold for me. So if I'm, if I'm lifting heavy, I'm maybe on a max day or I'm training for something specific and I am looking to PR a lift, I'm, I'm definitely going like 
heavy metal, hard rock. So like like Nickelback. No, <laughs> come on. Okay, all right. I no. wasn't sure. I don't want I don't want death metal. I don't want Cannibal Corpse and and Cat, cattle decapitation. Cattle decapi yeah, bands yeah. that I like. I I don't I don't want to go that hard specifically. Those okay. for me are aren't aren't where it's at, but some harder, heavier metal, something that kind of, you turn it up and you can kind of feel it in your bones. Okay. But now if, if it's a slower day or it's a, not that I ever do like real conditioning specific days or cardio days. Or, yeah. So to, to clarify that comment very quickly, cardio for Jen is anything, <laughs> is anything over five reps is cardio for Jen. <sighs> Sorry, I can't help it. Yeah, so so if you were gonna do something like that, what well, would you listen? You like the poppy stuff? Well, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I I prefer I prefer something much more like upbeat, poppy, maybe even like dance, dancey. Um, I've been known to throw on some like '80s pop, maybe you know throwing it back a little bit. But if mm -hmm. I'm doing like sled work day or you know, I'm out in the parking lot or I'm taking the dog for a walk or something, something like that where I just, I want a little, I want a little boost, right? Mm -hmm. Just a little like energy boost. I look for something that's got a little energy behind it, but maybe okay. not as hard, maybe more, Okay. you know. Cool. I like it. And I, I, I don't have, ever have a problem with what you, with what you ever put on the, uh, on the radio. I like as you made fun of me just a few minutes ago, I kind of tend to gravitate when we're talking about lifting and we're talking about lifting it, which we, which our programs for me and you, everybody is different. Mm -hmm. Our programs gravitate more towards, I mean, we run a traditional conjugate strength and conditioning template. So it revolves around heavy lifting. So on the max effort days, when you've got heavy lifting, I like listening to like the crazier side of, metal like you said the death metal that kind of thing the you can't understand the guy he just sounds like he's growling yeah like that he likes the like european <laughs> yeah, Scandinavian. I, I, yeah. yeah i like that kind of stuff now if it comes to we've been experimenting like you just said lately with conditioning work that is more of a has a more strong man slant to it right so like heavy farmers walks zercher carries so on and so forth um, which that's kind of like strength training, like light. <laughs> so, so I would, so I would say that I like, like the eighties, like the eighties hard rock. I'm a, I'm a big ACDC guy. I'm a big, uh, Guns N' Roses guy. I like, uh, I like more of the, the eighty the eighties, um, yeah, I can listen to that stuff the when 80s, I do that. The 80s rock stuff. I'm not the hugest the more, fan. The high tempo, almost poppy. Not, And I know a lot of people are going to get pissed that I say that they're poppy, those bands. But they have, they have, you know. Yeah. No, I get it. They got a, they got a, they got a certain tempo to it. It's a certain rhythm. I'm not a fan yeah, of. They got a hook that you can, you can zing along to. Yeah, I'm not a fan of um, like gangster rap. Or no, any I'm, of that kind of thing. So if I'm I had to, either. so if I had to pick my, if I had my uh, way, I would pick more like hip hoppy stuff in that respect. Much like like hip hop is kind of correlates to the '80s metal versus like the gangster rap is kind of correlates to like 
that like death metal crazy heavy metal category like it's only busted out at specific times <laughs> for yeah, specific situations so and this is this is of course this is all opinion everybody has their mm -hmm. own sure sure every, sure their thing if if i'm throwing on like a form of like a hip-hop if i'm in a hip-hop mood it's usually like a 90s hip-hop or like an early 2000s. Yeah, that's almost more dancey than it is like rappy, kind of. Like Just, they're rap. I think it's, yeah, it's I more stuff saying. that we grew up with, and we, yeah. you know, the words too, and yeah. you know. Now, see, at our facility, we have kind of like a community radio. Like I have. You know, Amazon. Yeah, we just have we just have a Bluetooth. We have Amazon and Spotify playlist, which you can follow our Spotify playlist on at the Holistic Revolution or Holistic Revolution official. I think is our Spotify playlist. So if you want to listen to the songs that the Holistic Revolution listens to, follow that. <laughs> Buyer beware. Follow that playlist. Yeah, you might be There's surprised. A little bit of and now, so in there. see now, that's a good question because as an overall gym playlist, we're very eclectic. We got a couple girls who are into the crazy ass growling shit. Then you got people who are into dancing music. You got people who are into poppy stuff. You got people who like rap. So we have kind of. I think it's up to like 700 songs now. We have a 700 song list of everything that comprises like 60s and 70s. Yeah, we let everybody kind of. To, so that way, there's something for everybody. Everybody pick at our facility, or if yeah. you wanna, if you have a playlist on your your phone or device and you wanna plug into the Bluetooth speaker, yeah. you're more than welcome. Yeah, which is interesting because back in the day, I'm gonna date myself here slightly. Oh boy. Back in the day, the gyms that I started training at, it was the freaking radio. It was, it was okay, uh, it's 101 The Riff, we're in Michigan, so it's 101 The Riff, or it's the or rap, 89X, or it's yeah. 89X, or it's the rap station, or it's whatever, and you had to listen to the radio, commercials and all, all that shit, so, yeah. <laughs> so like, all day, all don't day, ask to change it. Yeah, so it's like, so we've come a long way in kind of gym music and the ability to select like what is mutually agreeable mm -hmm. for like a wide swath of people so that's how we do it at the holistic revolution and then when it comes time to train like when we train we put on our own stuff or we just keep the playlist going because i gotta be completely honest and i know i'm biased because i put together the playlist but i think it's a pretty good playlist eh, so some of it's okay yeah <laughs> so okay so we got that oh, we got that out of the way all right jen here we go another nutrition question what is your opinion on protein shakes yay or nay very controversial topic right here. Without any backstory and without any anything, I'm going to say no. Nay. Nay. Okay. So now... Without knowing anything else about it. Okay. I'm going to approach this from a, from a perspective of the person asking it. Do you need protein shakes... To insert goal here. Do you need protein shakes to lose weight? Do no. you need protein shakes to gain muscle? No. Do you need, unequivocally, the answer is no. There was I got newsflash for everybody, and I don't know if anybody else knew this or not, but there was a time. Ken is very old. That dudes were monstrous, and protein shakes didn't exist. They yeah, weren't even I mean, freaking made yet. So you can't say, like, that's where this whole thing where, like, if you don't, supplement companies if you don't take supplements, around. if you don't drink protein shakes, if you don't do drugs, if you don't do us, well, I got news for you. Edwards, uh, you know, Eugene Sandow and like all these strongman dudes that existed in the early 1900s, there was no testosterone. So like they weren't doing drugs. Right. You and just got to eat some food. And they were monstrous and they were just doing eat. shit that people still can't do to this day. 
So now that being said, is there is there a place for protein shakes in your diet? Yes. Yeah. 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 And so this is where this is where people used to get pissed at me when I would when I would train at the uh, when I was training at bigger big box places. It's because they'd hear me. They'd, they'd pick up on this. You deal with this a lot more than I do, but they would pick up on the sound bite. Mm. Like they overheard me at the drinking fountain telling someone to drink a protein shake. And then the next day they overheard me by the squat rack telling someone that they didn't need a protein shake. So right. then they would get pissed off and be like, wait a second here. He's telling one guy needs one and one guy he doesn't. So what the hell, right? right. What is it? Because in America it has to be a one size fits all answer, right. answer for right. everything, right? And so... To your point about why you would say no, well, the reason why you would say no is because it's chemically laden and it's it's not natural. Right. And Yeah, it's man-made. And it's not, like, at 20 years old, when I was more susceptible to industry programming and advertising and I didn't understand what the hell I was looking at and I didn't have people around me that were wiser than me, I would go, oh, my God. Yeah, I need that. Mm-hmm. But now at... at Old, being older now, I'm gonna look at it and go. If you handed me buff, if you handed me venison on a plate or a protein shake, I'm picking the freaking venison, man. Yeah, I mean, your body is going to always assimilate the real food better, better and more efficiently each and each and every time. Yeah. So I, I mean, a protein shake. Now, if you're you don't have food prepped or you're running behind or whatever the case is, or it's is, the only thing standing between you and a McNugget. Yeah, I mean, there's... Then drink the shake. Uh, again, do you need it? No. Is it an easy tool to grab? Sure. But that being said, are there better options to reach your goals? 100%. Sure. So, so then that... Hey, sorry about that. Yeah, Jen got so passionate about this protein shake topic that she blasted our recording <laughs> device right off of the shelf here and knocked it out of the ground so so that little funny uh interruption was uh jen's passion for uh the topic Sorry, of my, protein my shakes. energy just yeah shook you got really world. fired up so to to wrap to put a bow on this one okay is it better than real food no uh can they be used in a pinch or when you're in, in an undesirable situation provided that the protein shake is high quality um Yes, they can. Do you absolutely need one? Or is it the only thing standing between you and 20-inch arms? No. Or body fat loss or whatever? No. You can still eat food. You have to be careful because when you delve into these liquid things and these man-made things, you're getting... Man-made ingredients. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's that's where you have to get be careful about it at. And let's not forget it's what is it mixed with, you know... It probably doesn't taste very good on its own, so there's probably a level of, you know, yeah, sugar and, yeah, or oh, sure, sure, sure. whatever sure. in it. Also, I know you can go to, uh, you know, your average uh, shake counter, you know, on the corner, whatever, and go in there and order some super hooked up whatever, whatever shake, and because they tell you it's you know, oh, it's a protein shake. You immediately think it's healthy or they mm -hmm. will bill it to you as healthy. Mm -hmm. um, nine times out of ten, it probably doesn't even have that much actual protein in it. It's probably all filler. So just, you know, buyer beware. I, I would say if you have specific goals that require protein intake, 
um, like sustaining life and having, <laughs> you know, like being alive. <laughs> vital. Wow, what a goal! Yeah, vitality and you know, I would I would choose real food. Okay. Personally, real food. Yeah, if you're a big box gym goer and you have a juice bar inside of your gym and you go to that juice bar and your goal is your goal is weight loss or body composition changes, you better pay damn close attention to what's going into that shape because yeah. I can tell you from personal experience and, and measurements. Yes, when I first started training in this industry, you can laugh if you want to. I used to. I worked, my first job was at a Bally's. It had a juice bar. These people, I would routinely see these women mostly women doing these classes training whatever they're putting forth an honest effort they they're ignorant they don't know right yeah, not stupid they're know, ignorant you don't know what yeah, you they don't, don't know. know what you don't know they're going in there they're buying these shakes and they're drinking them after a workout and it's like and then i just got interested one day because i was you know coming from the competition background and all that and it's like well what's in these mm -hmm. and i'm looking at the recipes and it's like these shakes have 900 freaking calories in them. They got a, if they're, if they have fruit and all that in it, it's a, it's a hundred grams of sugar, all this crazy shit. And it was like, well, no wonder no one is going anywhere Yeah. because I got news for you. You didn't burn 900 calories in your freaking spin class. I don't care what your bullshit watch told you. Right. No. Okay. So that's where we were running an issue. So just like we always say to everybody, pay attention to what you're, what you're putting in there. If you're. Mm -hmm. If you're having time constraint issues or you're in a pinch, that's one thing. The break in case of emergency, mm -hmm. okay, is it a better option than a than a than a McChicken sandwich and a large fry? Yeah, but are they like we we get people at our facility all the time that come from these gyms that like the diet plan is like revolves around powders, yeah, all day long, and it's like you're going to run into nutrition deficiencies. You're gonna. You're not taking in any vitamins. It's an inferior source of protein ninety percent of the time because it's cheap garbage crap. Mm -hmm. and so you'd be better off with real food. And it's not sustainable. Case in point. Yeah, it's not. There you go. Yeah, death nail in the coffin. It's not sustainable. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Here's an interesting one. Uh. What is, in your opinion, what is the biggest obstacle for a beginner? Now, we're, I'm going to assume he's talking about training, a beginner training. Okay. I'm going to say right off the bat, the biggest the biggest obstacle is getting started. Okay. That's the biggest that obstacle. Was, that was 100% my answer. Yeah, because I'm going yeah, to say, I'm going to say right off the bat, and I'm and this is where I'm going to give you credit. You, you, no one has told you, you are your own woman. You have free will, right? Woohoo! No one told you. To compete in power powerlifting, nobody said like you should do that, Jen. That'd be really good. You came to it through your own free will. Mm -hmm. It looked interesting to you, and then you know what? Like we tell all the girls that start off the first the first time, like you put yourself out there, and it's very hard. That's very hard to do in 2021 in America because via social media and other nonsense. People, what's the first thing you always hear? People are afraid to look stupid. Yeah, they're afraid or of being afraid judged. to look silly, or they're going to be judged. Or I think oh my I, God. I must be, I must be missing that gene because I seem to put myself yeah, out there super a lot. Yeah, you super don't. And care. I, and I look like a fool a lot. But you know what? Yeah, that's why people okay. people say to me, "Hey, what the hell's Jen doing?" I said, "I don't know. Go ask her." <laughs> okay, because it's up to her. I don't have any part in that. So, I think that's the biggest thing is just getting started. It is. Obviously, like, 
coming from a little, I think this was a woman who wrote this question. The, the gym landscape has changed. When I first started training, it was girls didn't go into the, the dumbbell area because it was full of like meathead and right. wads and yeah. they're screaming and they're lifting heavy weights. Oh my the, God. The free weight area was like the, guy you know, exclusive. And, yeah. and, and we still get it today. You, you still got the weights are going to make me big bullshit, which is a total nonsense lie. But weights, I don't want to look big and bulky. It's like, you're yeah, not you going won't. to. You won't. Yeah. yeah. But so like there's never been a time in the history of the United States that more women, I would argue that more women are starting to turn to strength and conditioning, are starting to turn from spinning and Zumba and all these, and jazzercise and all these traditional female, like when you watch a movie from the 80s and the girl's going to work out, what's she going to do? She's going to take a, a jazzercise a class. class. That's yeah. a class. Versus now girls are starting to pick up barbells. Look at the membership, the last meet that you did in the USAPL. It was overwhelmingly female. Yep. There was more chicks than dudes. That's un that's unbelievable. So more women via CrossFit, via powerlifting, Olympic lifting. So I would say the first thing is the, that's why I say the 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 best advice or the biggest obstacle for a beginner is just to get started because you've got to put yourself out there a little bit and you're going into uncharted territory if you don't have a background in it. Like I can remember the first time I walked into a gym. I walked into a powerhouse. Yeah, I weighed 132 pounds. I was in ninth grade. I was scared shitless because these guys were yeah, it's nuts intimidating. Looking. I understand yeah, it's, that. It's and so, as a, so as that's a, the hardest part. As a female, it's absolutely intimidating. Even being in the industry and owning a facility, it's intimidating. That's why we try to make our our facility is like to the uninitiated. I could see how it could be intimidating, but then once you sit, that that's why we go out of our way. To break things down to people and explain and have well, a kind we hope, of a common ground. We hope ground. that it feels as is inclusive and as welcoming as we mean it to be. Sure. You know, our intention is that our house is your house. So you come on yeah. in. I like that. Our house is your house. That's our not, house. That's not the song. Is that how it goes? No. Oh, okay. All right. Um. We, we want you to feel welcome. We want you to feel safe. We want you to feel included. If we're, you know, if, if I come into the gym and there's people in there training, oftentimes, I, and I may be overstepping my bounds, but oftentimes I'll jump into a conversation or I'll overhear something and I'll input an opinion because I feel comfortable in that environment yeah. and I want everybody else to feel comfortable. I want everybody else to feel like they can give me their opinion if they want, or they can ask questions, or, you know, I don't, I don't ever want our facility to feel stuffy or, yeah, um, bro-ish, you know. I want everybody to feel comfortable, everybody to feel safe. Sure. And I think that that is absolutely one of the biggest obstacles, if not the biggest obstacle, is getting started. It's very intimidating, but it doesn't need to be. The, I think hey. you, if you want to change your life for the good, there's there's no shame in that. There's no judgment in that. I don't care where you're starting from. If you're making an honest effort to change your life for the better, it's positive. And yeah. in my opinion, that's great. Yeah, Come on us, in. We're, we're at the point right now, because you get into this tribalism and this uh, ethnocentrism, even in the fitness industry, where like my method is the best method. It's this way or the highway. It's veganism or nothing. Right. It's blah, blah, blah. 
And we're at a point in time in our history where we have never been more jacked up than we are right now. And so what is it? You like to go play basketball? Then play more basketball. You right. like to, you like to, you want to, you want to, that, that barbell and all those, you know, hey, you saw on the Holistic Insta Holistic Revolution's Instagram that they got all these machines you've never seen before and bars you've never seen and it looks interesting to you. Well, you know, the that hardest first piece is to make contact, make contact with a facility that you think is going to be able to help you with people that are around you that are going to be able to help you move forward and then one A to that or number two to that, I think the next biggest obstacle is information overload. Right. Because the well, shit. We live in a society where information is at our fingertips, well, sure, literally. Sure. And the shadow side of, of social media is everybody's an expert. Well, and everybody's only showing you what? the best part, right? Yes. Out of a thousand pictures, they're posting one. The one, The right. one best one. Sure. So... So that would be maybe part two is like putting yourself out there and saying, I want to do this. And then, or that's part one. And then part two would be, okay, well now where do I go? Mm -hmm. And it information is so readily accessible that right. it can make, it can, it can be hard to discern for a beginner. Like I used to listen to everybody and I, and I would, and it's like the Bruce Lee thing. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan and I'm a fan of this statement, like take what's useful and discard the rest. So like, yeah, go, we say around, all the time. go around and talk. That's like like you said earlier about the library. Well, we got all manner of different books. All different types because I read from everybody and then I go, okay, well, yeah, I get that over there. And then, okay, that yeah, that made sense right there. I could see that. And then, oh, well, this is total bullshit. Yeah. And then now now you're able to take and, and have lots of different things that will work that will work for you. So I And we say all the time, we've said it on this podcast numerous times in, in different episodes. What is the best form of working out? Well, the one that you like to do. Mm -hmm. So find something, you know, you want to make a change in your life, but all your friends go to CrossFit, but maybe that's not for you. Maybe you, maybe you really like spinning. Maybe you really like jazzercise. Maybe you just, whatever. Maybe yeah, you really well, like playing basketball. Well, I don't know. Well, hey, I'll use myself as an example uh, with that. I come from bodybuilding and powerlifting and heavy strength training and hooting and hollering and yelling and carrying on, right? Now I look, if you would have told me 15 years ago, hey, yeah, yoga, I would have looked at you like, yoga? <laughs> Dumb, right? Or what the hell is that for? But now, having done it enough and having, having gone through it, now I can say that yoga, when I talk to these powerlifting dudes and everybody else in the strength training thing i'm telling them i'm talking about yoga because i'm going dude listen you gotta talk about we're talking about stability we're talking about joint health we're talking about all mm -hmm. these things longevity so that just shows you growth get in get in where get in on the ground floor of whatever you think is going to be good for you and then as you continue along on your journey mm -hmm. you'll grow and then you'll Things will pop up and you'll yeah, go, oh, you'll I'm into that. Or, oh, yeah, I'm open to trying that. And... But first and foremost, do something that you like to do, something that interests you because you're going to be more willing to stick with it. Sure. And then as you progress in that, that will, like you just said, it'll yeah. branch into new things. Maybe you'll meet new people. Maybe sure. a new class will open up or maybe a new facility will open up or something. And you'll, you'll have already acquired enough confidence 
to want to try that new thing and maybe that'll be the next thing for you yeah you know maybe it won't who knows but you you got to try and that's that's the hardest part is putting yourself out there and just trying something that's scary and uncomfortable and sticking with it yeah you know so find something you like to do i think you're a good example of that in the fact that you do lots of stuff uh jen is big on conditioning and recovery and restoration work that happens outside of the facility so like Mm -hmm. we're big hikers we're big kayakers we're big um like like outside like living your fitness people right so like what's going to contribute to my life outside of the four walls of the facility as well yeah you shouldn't live and die inside a gym so like you should be using the gym to supplement your life yeah so like you got to a certain position where you felt strong enough and because you this is why strength training is phenomenal for women is because it provides self-confidence via overcoming physical obstacles to where then i mean to my knowledge and i've been with you forever you didn't kayak when you were a kid. Mm-mm. You didn't hike when you were a kid. You didn't do all these outdoorsy things when you were a kid. Well, but what happened? You got in on the ground floor of strength and conditioning, and it provided you with a base of self-efficacy and esteem to where now you went, hmm, you know what? I've upped. Man, I really like the outdoors. I think I'm going to try that mm-hmm. that kayaking. I think I'm going to try that stand-up paddleboarding. I think I'm going to try so on and so forth. And then now you're into all of these other things. So yeah, right. so the, the the first hardest part is getting started. And if you have any questions about that, hit us up in our email, Kenneth or Jennifer at theholisticrevolution.com or leave notes. They can leave notes like or like comments and whatnot. You should be able to. Okay, so there you go. Or leave us a comment and if you got or questions if, about starting, we'll answer them. Or if this little potpourri episode has triggered a question that maybe you have been thinking about or something you've never thought about before but it just popped in your your head and you want you want our opinion on it or you know yeah then let ask us, let us know yeah so i think uh man we're almost at one hour it's phenomenal i think that's I think probably that's... more than enough yes let's, let's keep it potpourri and less poopery <laughs> yeah, okay <laughs> all right well with that being said thank you to everyone who has submitted a question or has asked us We really, truly appreciate it. If you guys like this, let us know. We'll continue to do these in the future. Um, I guess that's it. I'm Ken. I'm Jen. And, uh... What's, what's the... What are those YouTuber kids saying these days? Like, subscribe, share. Yeah, like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Pass uh, it on. And I think something like catch you on the flip side or something like that. Know what they say? I don't know. They like snap their fingers. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you next week. (laughs) Bye, everybody.